Merry Christmas from the Florida Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. Oh, man. Did you get everything you wanted, man? Um, nah, man. I did. <laughs> Still trying to get some players signed for our team. You know? <laughs> well, you know what? This is the episode to talk about that. Uh, of course, you got here, You got Grego here. You got still got the fan TV guys, Mark, AJ, Tanner, and you know what? Because you haven't gotten everything, you know the person you, you should complain to. Complain to Santa. Santa United. I'm right here for it. You tell you, me what you need. We're gonna do you, our best to get it for you. Welcome to the show, man. How, uh, y- how y'all doing today, man? Oh man. Living so who's right, sitting on right. Santa's lap first? <laughs> that's that's all you, man. <laughs> But we, don't, yes. we don't turn anyone down over here. We're, we're, we're equal, equal opportunity. Inclusive, baby. Keep it's it inclusive. All, it's all about inclusive. But, That's um, exactly right. But, yeah, man, we, we are still here at Camelli's. Shout out, shout out to them for housing us tonight for, um, for this good episode. But, yeah, tonight, like, you know, I've, I've realized you know, over the past few months, we have not had an episode devoted to Atlanta United. Now, you know what? For Christmas, we're going to talk about United. Yes, indeed. And uh, Very united. Oh, I was like, where, where's my beer at? <laughs> <laughs> Give that man a beer, please. He is. But, but yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. I, 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 I surely Actually, do appreciate yeah. that. Grego, but yeah. just take the picture, man. Just take the picture. <laughs> but yes. Basically, what, what this episode will there be. There we go. The man's be, finally got a beer. Yes. Thank you all so much. But yes, this is basically like a, a post-mortem of the 2019 Atlanta United season. All the highs, the lows, the goods, the bad. We actually had a lot to happen this, this past year. And, uh, you know, we had, we won two cups. Two, two, uh, two cups, one, one, one. Stop, stop. <laughs> Family show, man. Family show, man. Yep, there goes another sponsor. <laughs> Drop it like flies. <laughs> But uh, you know, l- l- let's let's get a consensus here. Yes or no? Did we have a good season? Yes, all things considered, based upon how the season started out, I think if you would have said that we won two cups, beat one of the most historic teams in League MX, and got within forty-five minutes of another MLS Cup appearance, that would have been at home with the new head coach. I'd say that's a successful season, and you got to build on it for next year. Is anybody saying FDB out still? Yeah. I would hope not. I would hope there's not. There's still one or two. There's some stragglers. I think there's still some out there. Like, yeah. get them out. But I, I have to – I hate to piggyback, but it's true. I mean, we got a new coach. We had some significant players leave. You know, as far as Mickey gone, that's, you know, the right there in the spine of our offense. You had these major – changes within the team and that goes with every team but to still be competitive still be a presence within mls still to be a team that everybody fears to still be a trendsetter in the league i mean i think it's still a successful team and we're still looked upon as like a template for now how you want success because the mls is giving away teams like ain't nothing now so you get an MLS block. team, you get an MLS team. You bring the bag, you get the three twenty five. It's your team, you know? <laughs> But yeah, what, what what are your thoughts, Santa? No, I think it was a successful season um, with the new coach, players we lost, two cups. I mean, that's pretty darn good if you ask me. 
Cool, cool, cool. So let's 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 recap. Uh, like I said, what happened? So first, we started the year in uh, Concacaf Champions League. We we had a very shaky first leg against Herediano, and then they came back here to Kennesaw. Um, came back. I think it was what four nil. It was three nil, right there. Yeah, and then of course we ran into basically the the, the heavy hitters of Concacaf right now, Monterey, who just. Took Liverpool to the to the limit in, in the Club World Cup, you know. All these considered, like I, I think that, especially if you look at what just happened against Liverpool, you're like, you know what? I can handle losing to them. Are you talking about that five nil loss to Aston Villa? Oh, 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 oh. oh. Is that what just happened? Oh. That one too. That one too. <laughs> we, we're gonna move on. Move on. <laughs> no, but I mean, like that Monterey game. I mean, we we definitely saw like. Grown ass man, <laughs> like we saw, it was kind of like when JV kid gets pulled up to varsity. <laughs> like, oh, this is the next level. That's how it was for us. We were like, oh, this is how you play at the next level. And it was a nice little, you know, growing pain. And I, I think we needed that ass whooping um, to realize that yeah, we might have the local domestic success, but we still got some work to do as far as you know the region goes. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely used that as well. That uh, I don't know if I could cuss here, but uh, go ahead. Some, th- some of that, that shit, some of that shit houseery that uh, you know that was being pulled in Herediano. I think we definitely learned it for the U.S. Open Cup to kind of waste time and stuff like that. So I think yeah, it was definitely useful of a learning experience for uh, you know as tough as it was to experience during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, looking back at it now. What were what were you guys' thoughts on? Because like when you first started the season, we were going into a a four a three four three that basically nobody liked. <laughs> and um, of course, you know, as the season went on, you know, the players stood up. They said, "Hey, this ain't working for us." Like, what were you, what were you guys' thoughts on? You know, just how we went from that to like we were basically pretty much running like, like a, a three three five two yeah yeah. So like, mm-hmm. what were what were you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we were running, okay, the 3-5-3, I mean, it was, it was kind of very similar to that at the end of the season, uh, and throughout actually, the season, yeah. actually, but it's how we played it. It's, we played it very pragmatically early on, we were way too negative, uh, and we, really, I think FDB was trying to do too much in terms of trying to impose his style and what he wanted out of the team, and ultimately, I think, yeah, when the players spoke up, when there was... Maybe that kind of ghost coup a little bit that happened, uh, whether they want to admit it happened or not. It really, I think, uh, that's when the tide turned because, yeah, the players got what they wanted. They played in the positions that they were comfortable in. And uh, I think you saw the run of results that really, I think, was indicative of probably our best run in the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, wait, wait. I think what was really curious was that Atlanta United, whilst trying to be pragmatic and defensive, was actually conceding more goals earlier in the season and was probably worse off defensively than towards the end of the year when they were more aggressive and actually going after teams. I felt like you brought a Jeff Lorenowitz into the side. He said he's things in the middle of the park, helps you control things a bit more. You have the incredible ability of Darlington Nagby to, to basically do whatever you need to do in midfield. And yet, despite... Being more aggressive, playing a Justin Miram as a wingback who's never played a, as a defender in his professional career, you're scoring more goals, you're controlling more games. He was, he was a really better, a really good addition to uh, to the team. But who thought when even whenever he was acquired that he ended up being a left wingback? I mean, that, yeah, that kind of yeah, shocks yeah. everybody. Yeah, he wasn't playing very much when he was added, and then you know a month later he finally 
I think because of I think Dion Pereira actually playing it pretty well. Yeah. I think FTP was like, oh, well, I have this other guy that is probably like in product wise a little bit better than Dion Pereira. Why don't we try him? And then bam, U.S. Open Cup. It also helped that you traded half a bag of Doritos and two Oreos to get that man. So, <laughs> hey, Gregor, I got a quick question. Where where did Justin go to school? Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. That's all I needed. Uh, that school that hasn't beaten Ohio State in football in oh, how long? Oh, God. Hold up, man. You are on our show. We <laughs> First of all, we talking about the sport of soccer, man. Soccer. All right. Stay the, uh, the on other, po- other football. Stay on subject. All right. Uh, in terms of, like, how we felt about how the team played, especially for myself, Tanner, AJ, you know, I think it was uh, – we think we took it game by game and week to week, but uh, I mean, early on, you know, there was a lot of hype reaction. Like, okay, to bore out, obviously, like us here, we were never on that train, right? And then, but at the same it's a good time, thing Ringer right here. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like we were pointing out when he was when DeBoer was making mistakes, and ultimately. You know, what us, what other fans pointed out, he basically admitted to, you know, trying to... He made the adjustments, yeah. He made the adjustments, you know, they're trying to change too much. And so as he, like, kind of peeled back, listened to the players more, and the form improved, I think that was certainly encouraging. You know, like, July into August, and then uh, the postseason run up until, like, the second half of Toronto. I would say that's overall pretty encouraging signs for DeBoer and these group of players coming into, going into 2020. Yeah, uh... You know, of course, like like Tony said, you know there were a lot of changes that came into this season. We lost we lost uh, Miguel Amaron. We uh, brought in Ringo's favorite guy, PT Martinez, <laughs> best player. <laughs> to to say that this season has been very mercurial for him would be an understatement. You know, like like what are you guys th- thoughts on you know like I guess like how this season went for him? Um, as, you know, as far as integrating into a new country, new team, and just how everything went with him. Yeah, I think that um, Mrs. Claus kind of brought this up a lot. She, she said, he's going to round into form, you know, just wait. It's going to take time. You know, he is adjusting to a country he's never been to. You know, he's trying to feel his way just doing that. And that, I, I think if you put yourself in his shoes in any situation, if, for any of us, if we were in that situation, it'd be difficult. You know, it takes time to adjust. And then on top of that, you've got the weight of a very successful, popular uh, MLS team uh, on top of you day in and day out. You got a, a coach you know, you're not familiar with, players you're not familiar with. And, you know, to her point, he did round into form come the end of the season, you know. And I think he's going to carry that over into, into the 2020 season. Now, there's been talk about, you know, uh, Grimio down down in Brazil wants to get him on. Let him like, you don't get a guy like him on loan. Like, either you buy him or you don't. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just not plausible. I think the the type of rumors that they have been as well, there haven't really been numbers associated with it. It's just uh, right now it's very early days on those type of rumors, I think, as well. Um, and it's just implausible that we remove him in January at all when we have a CCO run to really worry about. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as – and we kind of mentioned this on uh, our podcast uh, the other day. Like, Atlanta United are really known for transfer sagas. Yeah. If we more so than Martinez, more so than most, yeah, yeah, I think so. BT Martinez, I mean, it would take another saga to get a player in, right? And so, getting a player in, we just don't have time. There's just not enough time in that frame to to make that happen. So, yeah, I don't see him going. 
Especially with Carlos saying that. Not only that, it doesn't suit Pity Martinez either because does going back to Brazil is that a forward move for him to get to Europe quicker? Because if he's going, if he's going to Brazil, that's kind of a status quo if on a side step backwards. It's not getting him any closer to Europe. He wants to go to Europe. If he wants to go to Europe, he has to have a successful season in Atlanta United. If he has a fantastic Concacaf Champions League and Atlanta United win Concacaf Champions League and he's a key player the first half of the season, then maybe he makes a a mid-season move or something if that opportunity comes up. And I think maybe the club would allow that but to move to brazil in january i just don't see how that suits either the player his future or the club itself regardless of the money on on offer and i think he has the opportunity to really come good as well because he has really this is the longest break he's had for a while and uh yeah that's the problem in going into last season really is uh yeah he was pretty knackered i think you could really tell his effort levels it was because of you know some level of fatigue throughout Oh, All yeah. the months of playing. Yeah, because like, cause he went straight from, you know, Club World Cup last year with uh, with River Plate, you know, going from there, jumping in with us. We had to go right into CCL tra- uh, training. And basically, you're you're running up until November. And so basically, like right now is basically like his first, for a, basically everyone right now, it's our, our first real significant time off in a hot minute. I so mean, this time last year was a week after MLS. Yeah. Exactly. We've been off for more than a month already, you know. So yeah, I'm not going to get into my soapbox about how ass backwards that all is right now. But uh, but yeah, I definitely think that you know with with the pity, like we mentioned, adjusting to a new country. You know, there's a lot of South Americans who you know obviously they're either jumping from North America over to Europe, and you know you have some who just don't work out. And it's like, hey, I, I'm just more comfortable being home. And I think that for him, you know, if his aim is, like I said, to go to Europe, you got to make this work. Because, I mean, like, if you can't handle going to North America, you're probably gonna, not going to in Europe either. And I'm hoping that, you know, it's like, hey, just what, I, what I've noticed, especially with, uh, with United, is that you go, you look at Joseph, Miggy. Barco, everyone's had a good second year. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if you just stay here and just stay the course, I'm almost positive. And of course, he was already showing it at the end of, at, at the end of uh, this past season that mm-hmm. he was catching on. And I'm like, just, hey, just mm-hmm. stay your ass right here. Yeah, <laughs> You'll right. be all right. Of course, there's the, the counter argument of like players like Yamil Assad coming in and, you know, performing from year one, that type of thing as well. But, I, you know, different players are different guys, different acclimation periods um but i wanted to put that in there because you know i think someone's gonna tell we, you in your comments do we, do we still want to email us out like are, are people still asking for him i'm like can we let that one go please all right <laughs> but uh but yeah, no that's why i look at thin man that's like a link to our current squad i'll take you man but no i, I, I you know, go, ahead, go ahead i got a quick question are y'all concerned about <clears throat> the south american connect that we used to have with tata now that you know fdb and it doesn't really have those well, we've as strong of a ties. Yeah, what's that? We've already established a replacement. Who? Aber- Aber- oh, Aberdeen. Yeah. What, what, what that? We ba- we basically bought the Scottish club. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's going to be a more of a Euro contact oh, okay. than right. a South American contact because I I did like when Tata was here. It was like we were definitely getting that South American pill. Yeah. Right. And um. You know, it, I felt like the person who was going to come in next, like if they could continue that, mm-hmm. obviously I don't think that's going to go down the way. 
Um, yeah, I mean, well, okay, so Carlos Bocanegra still is a Spanish-speaking guy. I mean, yeah, that hasn't yeah. changed. Uh, so, I mean, I think he still, you know, is a, a contingent that can, you know, still bring in players from there. Uh, Jack Collison, who came from West Ham, he's our, you know, kind of a uh, guy as well. Um, or not Jack Collison, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking somebody else anyway. But, uh, <laughs> there have been guys brought in for, uh, you know, I think Jonathan Spector. Well, he's Spector. the. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, and so. You know, in terms of looking at the uh, the South American market, he's still apparently willing to do that. But I mean, still, he's yeah, an English speaker, so he probably will gravitate towards, uh, you know, the Great Britain and all that. So yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a conundrum if it's going to continue. We'll see. I, I think I'm trying to be positive in the aspect of as MLS continues to expand like crazy. Everyone knows now, having looked at the Atlanta United model, and now LAFC seems to be going after every Uruguayan left and right that they can get their hands on. It's going to be looked at, and it's going to be picked through, and it's going to be harder to get your South American talent like we were before. It's going to be harder to go in because you'll be competing against other MLS clubs. I think Atlanta United is still going to look and try to see if they can get the best talent they can out of South America, but the idea of them trying to look abroad and expanding their scouting network Mm -hmm. to Europe not a lot of MLS teams are doing that or have the scouting network that Atlanta is having. If we are able to put our tentacles in every single part of the world to try to find those good players, you're going to be a step ahead of everybody else. And being wholly reliant on one continent for your style of play and for your players, that kind of handicaps you a little bit. I think I think the pop, the pipeline for South America just in general is just open for, for MLS. Exactly say, yeah. And so I don't think that necessarily it's going to be shut, uh, shut down completely. I think that... People who expect more European kids to come over here, I think that's, I don't think that's going to be correct because you don't really see too many European kids coming over here. They, usually, they stay right where there are. Of course, you can go to, if it doesn't work in England, you can go to Germany. If it doesn't work in Germany, you can go to France. You can A lot to, come for college. Yeah, true. A ton come for college. And that's the, like, like that might be the pipeline that way, but as far as just people who were just unattached to, from their, from their home club, nope. I don't see that um, part happening. But um, I mean, uh, well, I agree with what you're saying, but like the counter argument of maybe like Dion Pereira and you know the likes of him, mm-hmm. they're those English folk that yeah, you know they they see an opportunity to to kind of uh, at least go to another English speaking country and then still kind of at least have that assimilation It'd be a lot easier. Learn some French, man, you'll be all right. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, I think yeah. So there is, I think, a little bit of that, but I think yeah, largely on a whole, yeah, I agree with you. But um, one person I, I did want to make note of um, uh, while while we were doing the show was uh, Miles Robinson. You know, of course, uh, he was a 2017 um, draft. Of course, he was drafted before Gressel. He was, and mm-hmm. and didn't didn't play any any of uh, the first season. I think he got maybe like a handful last year. I think he, yeah, yeah, he made a couple. Oh. Yeah, but um, but of course, this year, you know, you had. You had uh, Parkhurst um, kind of being gradually phased out, and you still had LGP still holding down in the, in the center um, in, uh, on, the, on the back line. But Miles Robinson just, like, came in like a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to go from basically, we don't even know if it's going to work out for you, to you're getting uh, U.S. national team caps, you know. Uh, did he make MLS um, All-Star? Yeah, MLS All-Star. Mm-hmm. Did he make best 11, too? Yeah, I think he might. Uh, he finished second defender of the year. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I think that that goes to show you just the uh, the amount of 
you know, the quality development that, that he's gotten in, in, the, in the last couple of years and, you know, just him stepping up when the opportunity was there because, yeah, I would have never thought that. You're always thinking that, hey, we got to go buy someone to, to get what we need. Like, we had it just, you know, just it's a matter of the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think FDB realized what he had in, uh, you know, what he provided because, yeah, one-on-one, he's – the best MLS defender in that regard. Um, and in terms of, yeah, playing out from the back, I mean, he's still working on it and he's getting better every single game. Um, but I mean, I think he played him in the right spot. I think kind of, uh, as a shock to, I think most people because he played him as kind of a, a kind of a sweeper, you know, yeah. the three man back line, which is kind of, you have to have a guy usually normally, uh, a guy who can play the ball a little bit better. But it was interesting. Yeah, he had the two guys around him that actually uh, played the ball better than he did. Yeah. And it just allowed that kind of, I think, one-on-one ability that he has to kind of save us, save our asses time also, and time again. I think he developed a little bit in his ball-carrying technique. There were, like, as the season went along, he got more comfortable just advancing the ball, you know, and making up that space, like your center back moving a little bit closer to the half line before playing it to mm-hmm. either side or even to uh, to Nagby, which he started doing as the season went on. Because they I mean, definitely gave him a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, but, you know, that, that I think that development over the course of the season is good, and I think uh, I think we can continue, expect to continue to see that. And I think with how much he's developed over the past couple of years, where especially considering where he was, like having not played a game for an entire season, I don't know. I mean, like, I think his ceiling might be pretty high, like almost like borderline Europe high. You know, like I, I think especially with Europe. his with his age. I mean, yeah. he's not that old. Yeah, you know, so. I told you what I said last episode. He's going to be our captain in the future. I'm telling you. Yeah, you did. You did. I, I, I tell you, it's future captain calling it right here. But uh, but no, and of course, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our, our MVP, you know, Joseph Martinez. You know, honestly. The statue. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hashtag at Magic City. <laughs> blue flame is his thing. Yeah, he's more of a blue flame guy. I, that, that much I could definitely say, but I, you know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's Parky built it at uh, Magic City. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he low key got the family. I like two, three he kids. might be more of a Polly's guy, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, another great season by Joseph Martinez. Twenty nine goals. You know. Of course, like he had a slow start as well, and then like he just got on fire. He had, like he had a set a record fifteen for, games and, that and, he and, scored consecutively. Yeah, exactly. Twenty one goals, I believe, in that streak. Yeah. Was yes. that when he was wearing the Iverson armbands? Yes, uh, yes. He had Ar- Iverson sleeves. Exactly right. You don't need that in soccer, but <laughs> whatever. whatever works, man. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this is all drip right here, man. Exactly. But. You Makes know, you feel better on the pitch, man. Do it. But yeah, like, yeah. Any words on 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 Joseph? Just you know how his season was because like you got to think about like I think he's almost at like a, like a a goal a game since he's you know came to Atlanta, come came to MLS. Like he's insane. But yeah, go ahead. he's damn near a goal a game. I mean, I think that if you look at this this pace that he's scoring at. Chris Wondolowski, I don't. He's still playing, I guess, but like somehow, that, yeah, he's, he's going next year. He's like yep. ninety-seven and a half years old. He's been playing since the Mesozoic yeah. era, and I'll never forgive him for missing against Belgium. Why the hell is you'll never walk alone playing in this restaurant right now? Wow, yeah, yo, we're gonna have to hold on, hold on, hey, 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 hey. 
This is on purpose. This is on purpose. This, this is there is no Liverpool supporters here. I am fundamentally opposed to that. We, we can't have this Liverpool stuff going on. Yeah, anyway, no, there are no Liverpool fans here, so I, I digress. And we are back in on the clap. Yeah, I digress. Back into Joseph Martinez, but. I mean, he's going to break the MLS goal scoring record if he stays another four or five seasons. Yeah, I mean, he's going to easy. hit 100 goals most likely next year. Bradley Wright Phillips, I believe, Knock celebrated that though. that milestone this yeah, past year. Took off his shirt and was like, yeah, and it's like, dude, you've been in MLS for time. But Joseph Martinez is on pace to do that because he's an absolute madman. And as long as he keeps getting service, I think he's going to keep banging him in. What game was it where he, like, like he had that, that knee injury? I was like, everybody was like, <gasps> yeah. I did yeah. not know if he would walk again, and I was so scared. He was crying on the sidelines. Yeah, it was not a good sight. Because I get like, Jose, just, like, yeah. made like a, like a game if that like like he's a machine. Yeah. But uh, but no, I definitely think. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. that's awesome, no, there we, we go. We have the staff. The uh, yeah, they're, appreciate all the they're love sticking in our do. ribs now. Yeah. Oh man, but. Uh, <laughs> We're going to take a, a quick break on, uh, on the flip. We're going to talk, talk uh, to Santa. and uh, Can we it. talk about new drip, apparently, for Atlanta United? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. but, yeah we'll, be, we'll be right back. And we are back. Santa. Yes, sir. Can I get this new Atlanta United away jersey? Because it, it did come under my tree. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I need that. We got a week left. I got some time. I can make that. Okay. 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 So, yes, uh, AJ, Tanner, Mark, you guys, uh, last week came out with, uh, with news about the Atlanta United away kit. I have a little leaks, man, like white and gold. What y'all, what y'all think? Well, yeah. first of all, like, how do y'all get access to, to the, to the, to the leaks that we don't? No, no, no. We didn't get access to the leaks. It was just, uh, we're just, I'm, we stay very adept at, uh, you know, on the news and stuff like that. He's that's, being that's modest. It's all him. AJ has like uh, all of the keywords and everything. Uh, if it pops uh, up, he he knows what's happening. Uh, <laughs> it is constantly yeah, vibrating. My girlfriend is like, you got to turn that off. <laughs> I'm just like, vibrate, but <laughs> still see the notifications. Um, yeah, no. Uh, in terms of the the leak. Uh, it's from a FIFA mobile thing. That's from, uh, Dirty South Soccer. They reported that, but, um, and so basically some game files got downloaded. But essentially what you see is that kind of three stripe on the shoulder with gold. You see kind of the OG five stripes kind of homage, uh, in, I think gray. It's hard to tell because it's like gray. I just, I just call them go, ghost photos. stripes. I'm going with the ghosts. Like ghost, ghost stripes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think I said that on the, uh, the pod, but, um, yeah. And so in terms of, the whites, I think that's maybe a little bit like okay, fans are maybe wanting a change from. Uh, see, it would be great. <laughs> see, as as it is, I think it's fine. This is okay. We just had another white. We just had a white kid with a king peach. I'm like, yeah. Of course, we we have a never ending battle against white kids. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh, like. It's, I mean, it's very Real Madrid a little bit as well. It what is. they were doing. So yeah. if we had to have a white kid. Yeah, that looks like that. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the fact of the matter, like, I actually, I was talking to some of my coworkers about it, and you know, the three stripes on the shoulder, like, it's paying homage to the old Adidas kids, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. were some of my favorite ones that had the three stripes on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. I like the gold actually because 
you know, gold is classic. It, it, you stunt with gold, man. Yeah. You know, what true, I mean, true. that's yeah. what we do. But I just, you know, we we talk about this almost in every episode. But the laziness of Adidas, the laziness of Templity. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like the white kids thing in the MLS, and it's, got, it's just it's like that's the formula now, and it's accepted. It, it, it kills me, and you know, I, I just wish there was a little bit more of a, you know, variety, a free market with yeah, the, sure, sure. with the uh, well, designs of it all. I don't know what needs to happen to relinquish control to the teams to make their own, like, or to at least be able to designate to, hey, here's my base concept. I got three designs. Fucking let me choose one. Yeah. Dude, if you do that, though, you're going to have half the teams in MLS playing in, like, Kappa or some just, like, random nobody second division. Hey, that's more money and it, instead of it coming from expansion teams that's, or shit. Although, if there's an MLS lot, team with a know? Kappa shirt on, that would be kind of hard because their logo is pretty bad. It's the Umbro. Oh, yeah, Umbro. Before you head out, Mark, what? Is that Umbro blasphemy? Shock is... Umbro kit is nice this season. Have you looked at it? Some Umbro. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. <laughs> Before you head out, Mark, what, like, what, what were your thoughts on the... On My the- initial thought, I do like the subtle stripe concept. And uh-huh. so if they like managed to work that into the white somehow, mm-hmm. that would be like a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's just plain white and gold, I mean... I'll probably end up getting the kid, but I wouldn't be thrilled about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that strawberry kit that uh, a lot of us begrudgingly got. Right, exactly. Just, it's the first one. From the, right, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm going to get it, you know. But <laughs> I'm going to rock it. The gold would be cool, I guess, but, you know. I, I mean, it, it's perfect for a music video. I know that much. It's like, I can already see a lot of people just rocking it just for that purpose. But uh, yeah. Bring back two chance for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I, know, I know Mark's got to head out. I'll, we will catch you on, on the flip, you know. Thanks, Dick. Peace, Mark. He's going to work, y'all. So yeah. Graveyard shit. <laughs> yeah, they can find me at Nicholsolian, N-I-C-H-O-L-L-S-O-D-E-O-N. Cool, cool, cool. So, Santa. Yes, sir. So, how long have you, have, have of course, are, do people know your government out here? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, like, how long have you been doing Santa United? Yeah, so we uh, we came up with the idea before the first season started. Uh, my wife locked down the uh, Instagram and Twitter handles, and we kind of started to develop it from there. Uh, she had an idea in her head for the jumpsuit and all that, and then we waited to debut it until at uh, Mercedes Benz. Okay, so that was our first uh, our first match for us as Sandy United was Mercedes Benz because we thought it was special and wanted to wait and do something with it. Um, you know, when we started Mercedes Benz. Cool, cool, cool. So, like, yeah. so basically, like, of course, this thing is kind of just caught fire, just all all over the place uh, within the city. And so, like, like, what exactly, you know, like, what's been the, the reception? You know, like, of course, everybody's like, "Oh, it's Santa!" Like, like, <laughs> well, wh- yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, you know, when we first started, we didn't know what it really. We knew what it looked like, but we didn't know what we were going to do. We wanted to do charity stuff, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't. You know, we didn't know what that was. Was it uh, doing, you know, trying to raise like scholarships for kids or things like that, or how we'd go about doing it? Um, it you know, the, the wildest thing about it is there are a few people who recognize me out of costume, and that's pretty wild. Like, that's that kind of doesn't freak me out, but it is, it's interesting. You know, they're like, hey, you, you that guy dressed up like Santa for the Atlanta United matches? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. You know, I kind of chuckle and like, oh, it's so cool. We love you. And, and so we've gotten a lot of, as you said, a lot of good feedback in it certainly helped that we had an amazing team to, to kind of piggyback off of and do it with but um 
you know, we ended up, uh, we met some people from Soccer in the Streets in March of 2018, right? Yep. And so that, we really liked what was going on there, and that became our charity of choice. So we have done a few different things to raise money, primarily selling scarves, which uh, my wife uh, gets designed and gets them made. And um, we put on our first tournament this past February for Soccer in the Streets. So that was wonderful. And that's kind of the whole idea behind it was uh, was a charity piece. So, and, yeah, we've gone from there. But Oh, you know I had to chime in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah mean, absolutely. Like, a lot of people probably don't realize how much charity work this guy does. And, I mean, of course, he can get around with just being almost like an iconic figurehead of being Saturday night or whatever. But the man is actually doing the grunt work of, doing stuff for kids in the streets here in Atlanta and it's awesome what you've done for us as an organization with Soccer Streets thanks man I appreciate it. the Gotta Believe Cup yeah the, awesome. the Gotta Believe it's Cup it's coming back in 2020 coming back with it in 2020 we're excited about that we're probably gonna do it in the summertime we have a little bit better weather February was a bit chilly oh oh, oh yeah oh yeah. Look, Mrs. Claus now yeah. <laughs> Yo, Santa stays icy. Is that true? <laughs> I got to get that on the GoPro for later, though. Let it be known. Hey, I, if I could inter- interject, um, I do a little bit of charity work, but I, I incredible, I just appreciate your consistency. Like, thank you. You know, I don't, I didn't know anything. I'm learning as like as you guys are talking about it now. But from from someone who's like involved with kids and seeing how like the effect of charities actually impacts children um it it, it means a lot to me on a personal level and thank like a, a global level so yeah, i just no. appreciate uh the dedication i want to you know just say no, publicly thank it. you thank you well thanks for, for, for the uh, you guys and, do yeah as a whole, yeah for as sure a no i yeah i want to make sure oh. that everyone realizes that martha my yeah, wife, say, Claude, is, uh, <laughs> she does a lot of the work she she should she could just as easily be on here with you guys talking and uh and chatting it up, and she knows a heck of a lot more about soccer than I do as well. So I, I have to, yeah, have to be come come correct with that with that action. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm, just the, I'm just a smiling guy that uh, doesn't meet a stranger and all that good stuff. So, so but, uh, I got I got a question to ask. Yep. You know, you've you've had a lot of kids sitting on your lap lately, of course. Yep. Yep. Have you had any kid pee on you? I've not had that. The, the 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 most interesting thing we've had yet was actually we did Reynoldstown uh, neighbor need Santa last uh, last weekend. And then one of the kids, his defense mechanism when he gets scared, he acted like a dog, and he literally was on all fours just running around in uh, this community center over in Reynoldstown uh, like a dog. And so we ended up getting down on the ground to get pictures with him as me kind of being a dog as well. And See, that, that 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 kind of has that that's topped them all so far. I haven't had anything outside of the occasional the you know, fan at the stadium who wants to sit on my lap, who you wouldn't think would want to sit on your lap. You know, I, I've got I've got a few. You're, you're a big boy here. <laughs> you're a big boy. I, I've had some some something, but maybe borderline inappropriate. Some ladies that have you know maybe been a little scantily clad, you know that kind of stuff, wanting to sit on my lap for pictures. So you know, you're trying to turn anyone down. <laughs> <laughs> Turn down for what? Oh, God. Well, like, kind of like you, you had a uh, event with um, the president Darren Eels a uh, couple couple weeks ago. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, they uh, the team reached out to us to do kind of pictures with uh, pictures with the president, and uh, so we did it over at the Atlantic Station Team Store, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. We had a blast, and uh, there was pro- I mean there was a good turnout. We uh, 
what amazed me, or not amazed me, but what I saw was just how amazing Darren Eels is with people. Yeah. Um, it, it's not an act. It's not. He's not going to these pubs, you know, making friends with people and having pints. Uh, it's not. It's it's totally genuine. And uh, you know, he had a couple different guys that wanted just to spend their the whole time with him, and he graciously did. You know, and you see him. You see. Then he had his kids. His kids stopped by for a picture or two, and. You just see, you know, what a just an amazingly good, uh, good guy he is. Not only you know, he's a family man, but he just makes time for for everybody. It's just neat to see. So, it's uh, if you ever had any, if you ever had any questions, which I don't think many people have about Darren Eels, but uh, he's legit. Cool, cool, he's cool. Legit. So, circling back over to the team. So, you know, we're going into, into 2020. A lot of uncertainty going into uh, this. This coming um, off season because we had the CBA still got still got to get hammered out. We we've signed one. New, um, well, we we, tra- we technically we traded for Brooks Lennon technically, and we re-signed uh, uh, Jeff Lerinowitz, uh Larry, and Everson Hyman. Yeah, yes, yes, that that one actually is. is saw, we were talking about it, it surprised me. I, that I one's a, a big one. Like I think that you know, cause of course we lost Darlington Nagby. Which hurts my soul, but I actually think that you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, with the way the team is shaping up now, I actually think that if the board wants to go back to a three-four-three, I think it's actually better set up now to do that because I think with the way that that Nagby played, he wasn't going to be that that center that center mid that you know tracked back uh, you know like that. He like he's a guy that, that pushes the ball forward now because. Russell's been always been talking about he wants to move into the midfield. From I, I know like y- y'all weren't quite sure last week as far as like where Lennon would play. I actually think like he would fit in perfectly over on the right because basically, uh, of course I'm, I'm a kind of leave it for everyone to kind of talk about. Basically, here's what I see: you have Miles, LGP, Escobar, center back, uh, Remedy or Larry, and Gressel in the midfield. If Bellows healthy, he's out on the left. Glennon's out on the right, and then you have Barco, Joseph, and Pity up front. You forgot Rasta Breck. He's gone. He ain't coming back. He's gone. He's gone. Y'all on. But yes, like, 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 how do y'all see like the the eleven shaping up for next season? Yeah, I actually don't think that uh, Frank DeBoer actually wanted to play three four three at the beginning of the season because initially he wanted. Franco Escobar to you know be healthy and be mm-hmm. his right back, and then George Bellow looked like the heir apparent to Greg Garza at left back. But then you know that Everybody whole thing happened where yeah, Greg gets injured, and uh, so he kind of had a makeshift, and it really yeah, I mean it didn't look good obviously from uh, what we talked about earlier. But in terms of this upcoming season, yeah, that's where the bare bones. What you were talking about. In terms of three five two, I think that's really where it's more geared towards. Um, and I think, yeah, if George Bello can, uh, you know, really acclimate himself as a left wing back, maybe. Uh, I think still it's a little bit too early days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Gressel maybe has the touch still good enough uh, to be that guy that orchestrates things, is that engine room essentially for the team. Uh, his best position still is right wing back, I think. Um, so... Yeah, it's Emerson Hyndman to really, you know, try to replicate a little bit. And then maybe we bring somebody else in as well to kind of supplant kind of all of that, uh, production that 
Nagby are really brought. Uh, I agree with your center backs. Um, and Barco, PT, Joseph, of course, they're up top. They're doing stuff. Here's my big thing. If you're playing 3-5-2 right now, you've got four players on your team that can play center back, and one of them has never played an MLS minute. So if you're planning on playing three at the back, you're bringing in one at least two center backs because you lost two after this past season. You lost Flo Pogba and you lost Michael Parkhurst. Congrats on getting married, by the way, Flo Pogba. Yeah. Are you, are we planning on playing Jeff Lerman as a center back? Because we've seen how that goes. It usually doesn't go that well. He's your best in the middle of the park. So unless this team's planning on bringing in some more central defenders, I don't see how you're playing a three at the back system because you have absolutely no depth there, which makes me think if they're not I mean, obviously, there's still time to bring players in there, but if they're not bringing anybody else in, my gut feeling is they have to be playing four at the back because you don't have the depth to play three, especially playing two matches a week in the CONCACAF Champions League in the league at the beginning of the year. You have to rotate. So then if you're playing four at the back system, where's Julian Gressel fitting in? And the only place for me in that system is going to be in midfield, like Grego said. Yeah, and it could be, but um, yeah. What you got? I'm still worried about up top. I mean, we're an injury away for not having really a scorer up top. Yeah, because and my, now that Brandon's gone, yeah, we really don't have like who's going to be like, his like, backup. Like I told you a few weeks ago, yo, get get Lagos come back, man. Hey, man, I don't know. He, he's, he could be part of the setup, but uh, <laughs> yeah. and to rely on that, but no, but he's yeah, a winger. Yeah, and, yeah you, but yeah, you definitely need no, more no, no, more no. depth up front, especially just for the fact that for that for those couple weeks that that Joseph wasn't there, it was like. Dude, oh. we were we were struggling. We were right. like, "Oh shit, how are we gonna score?" Yep. And and that's just that's gonna be leave a lot. That's my concern. I think the defense will be able to to piece that together. I think I'm actually yeah. worried about well attacking prowess. I think heavy. the the lucky part about it is is that we still have the core and the spine is still intact. That you know we really just have to work out the depth in the team um, and maybe a heat. Really starting level, uh, left back or left wing back. That's really the other part. But, and if George Bello can be relied on, great, but it's still an unknown. And so going into the season is, yeah, you want to have some sort of reliable backup in that position. So what I'm hearing is we need a lot. So Santa, what, what are you bringing us? Exactly. Cause, cause we need, we got a long, we got a long Christmas list. The sack is going to be real big. Hold on. Here's what I got. So. You know, of course, we already got what we sort of wanted for Christmas. Like, so, what do you want for Christmas for United for going into uh, next year? It was a pretty long li- li- wish list yeah. we just went down. Yeah. Pretty I much, mean, yeah, what we were just talking about, I think, in terms of all that. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people are pining for Julian Gressel to get a new contract. Uh, I am there, but I think it's also what position he's going to play. Yeah. So, that's important. Uh and so, I mean, right now, as it's going, it's not particularly the most positive in that regard about Julian Gressel and the team in terms of signing. Uh, but hopefully it changes. Hopefully it does a 180 and, you know, it's happy days once he signs. Mm-hmm. Um, really, yeah. I, I think a backup striker is vitally important because we need goals. Uh, relying on Joseph Matito is it's a, a lot. It's a lot on them. I want Santa to bring me a left back because we need a starting left back. I don't think George Bell is ready. And I think if you have a starting left back, at least you have a full starting 11 that you can field. Mm-hmm. After that, everything else is important. But I think you need a starting left back first. So that's what I want Santa to bring me. So if you could work on that, that'd yes, be really absolutely. great. Because we I've haven't had it, a I've real left back since Greg Garza. I'm, I'm, making, my, I'm making the list. I got it. But, yep. okay. but are you trying to get twice? Oh, absolutely. 
He was even injured a lot, so we had to rely on like a Mackie Ambrose and you know the, the yeah. life squeeze Kalari. So, I think getting rid of Garza was like a blessing in disguise, honestly. Yeah, getting rid of Garza was a blessing in disguise, honestly. At the end of the day, um, great. Guy, I think he was just um just injury riddled, if yeah, you will, or prone. So. I think is the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, such a great guy, kind of the connection between the Latin players and the English-speaking players, and then, so you missed that from the locker He's room. He's a blue think, guy, yeah, but, definitely, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But in terms of on the pitch, he uh, he was maybe around for, like, five or six games throughout the season, or something like that. It's yeah. really like a 45 percenter to me. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what I want for Christmas, Santa. I need yes, I, I need this CBA to get worked out. <laughs> So, yes. so that we can, so that one, we can sign, resign Gressel. We can, you know, get some depth back into, um, into the squad. And, cause of course, without that, you know, you, you thought last year was going to be tough for the Champions League. It's like, you really have nothing. And, I, and, and obviously, the thing there is that without the CBA, we can't even do, uh, uh, Champions League. So you really have to, Work things out sooner rather than later, so that way those teams who are in Champions League can, you know, get to training, get get to working, and you know, hopefully have some bit of a leg to stand on. Because without that, you know, all those teams that are in Champions League are going to be, you know, behind the eight ball, probably going to get smoked real, real quickly, and it's like it's, it's going to be really unfortunate. And you know, hopefully with the CBA, it allows players to, you know. Make make money to where, you know they they can they can actually go live out you know outside of Douglasville <laughs> or or, in, or inside of Douglasville. So you know that 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 is my 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 big hope. But um but yeah, what you got anything else, Tony? Oh yeah, I got I got something to wish for. <clears throat> I want uh, Mercedes Benz to release that smoke, Grego. Free carry. This is my I'm, I'm channeling you. If Mercedes Benz will let us. Pop that smoke. That's what you I always want. But you know how slow it dissipates, though. <laughs> yeah, you remember that first game? <laughs> yeah, they popped it. Exactly. It's just like, it just, it was the whole thing was hazy. It was like 420 Fest. It was like, yes. Yeah. More of that. I mean, yes. <laughs> I want goals to be scored because of it. Like, yeah. what's going on? I'm confused. Uh, I'm high too. I don't know what's going on. I can't see on. the right back, but whatever. <laughs> so, Santa, if you can work on Mercedes right, Benz releasing the, the smoke. Got that added to the list as well. Absolutely. Yes. yes. You betcha. But yes, you know, here's hoping for uh, the home team to have a great 2020, and you know, hopefully indeed, indeed. the the fans will will show up consistently next year, and we'll have. And it, yeah, we could have we could have gotten that too, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save that for next year. But yes, uh, you know, thanks for, for for coming on, Santa. Thanks, thanks, Tanner, AJ, Mark for um, for coming through. Where can they find you guys um, on the socials? Yeah, you can uh, you can find us at the Santa United uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Mark gave his uh, plug earlier, and uh, for Atlanta United Fan TV, ATL UTD Fan TV on Twitter, Atlanta United Fan TV spelled out everywhere else on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever. Yeah. We should do something when when, when the kids actually release. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. we should, we, we, I'm we not should, proud of it, but yeah, you know, 
We should do something yeah, the, when the when the kids release. I think that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty fun. Do it, but uh, what, what about you, Tanner? I'm just Tanner W. McLeod on Twitter and Instagram. So T A N N E R W M C L A O D. Because because the team's using you. Like in case you want to catch Tanner at the team store, you know. That's right. Yeah. You know, like here's your boy. I'll let him. All that good stuff. Yeah. Can't give you any discounts. Tanner consistently makes sure I get everything I need at the team store for the last three years. He's been the plug. And I mean, he like Texas. He's like, hey, come on. Me on 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 the window. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people on the window. You're not special. <laughs> That's <laughs> this fucking guy. Again. Like you've been here all day. Like you've been, you've been here all day. <laughs> you've been here the last three years of my life. Get off my wall. But uh, but yes, oh, yes. Lord. Hopefully, everyone you know has has a good Christmas. We we will catch y'all with another one in the bag for um for, for our New Year's episode. Of course, as always, you can catch on on the social the FTC UTD. Oh, I see you say that's what Santa. I'm talking. That's Yo. what I'm talking about, man. I kind of low key no. joined in on that too, but you know, right. But uh, oh, got, ooh. but uh, but yes. Uh, make sure you catch on the socials. Uh, make sure you uh, catch the on the online store at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Um, you know, did y'all did y'all talk about the jersey yet? The leak jersey? Yeah, man. Oh. Well, that's, <sighs> Man, I, I think it's like Boxing Day. I'm 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 gonna show y'all something on Boxing Day. It's a little recycled, I think. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about ours. Oh, oh no, okay, no. They said Boxing Day. I haven't seen this. Boxing Day. We got something for you. But yes, but yes, stay tuned for that. Hit us on the socials for Ringo, Coach, Rashad, TK, Grego. I don't know whoever else, but it, Coach is real. Coach is everywhere. Y'all, y'all stay merry. We will catch y'all soon, and we out. <laughs>